Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And my name is Mary Phelan, and our show is about raising our consciousness. And we are approaching our 13th year together doing this. And tonight we're going to talk about choice and various things as well. Yeah, and one of the choices you can make, and there are no insignificant choices, but you can always make a different choice. One choice you might make is to begin to follow the Mayan calendar. We have said for eons that the Mayan calendar is going to tell you what's going on. Today in Mayan is? Seven Ak, and Ak is the faithful dog that ushers us from, the after, from this life into the afterlife. And it's about loyalty, and Tone 7 is about shaving off the things that do not serve. So if your life has that in it today, you'll know why. And yeah, we're guided, guided by the breath. Guided by the power of spirit today. Communication. Which is very interesting to watch. Once you've been through these cycles enough times, uh, it is possible to kind of intuit what's going on. Mm -hmm. The idea of um, uh, portal days or days where you can look through things more easily, perhaps. You can certainly look through things uh, anytime. Guided by the process of heart, talking about um, being guided by your feelings today. Can you pick a moment in today where you were guided by your feelings? And I don't mean raging, maniac, nut, gorilla feelings. I mean just guided by your feelings, a beautiful sunset. The uh, Gorillas just, have nuts too? I mean, it depends no, I mean, they on whether they're nuts. male or female. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yes, good, okay. Um, I channel in order to love, which is another interesting aspect mm -hmm. of today. So, um, just a brilliant thing. Please do well, take know, advantage of it. Well, you know, this is something that we, we as human beings don't often recognize is the fact that we have a choice to love. Mm -hmm. And we have a choice to not love, to withhold love. Mm -hmm. And it is a choice. And so in any given situation, you can choose to do the loving thing, be, be in touch with love. Because mm -hmm. we're either in growth or we're in protection. We're either shriveling and going shrinking away from yeah. things, building walls, or we're expansive. And it's really a choice. And sometimes when you're in the throes of a depression or something, it can seem like we don't have a choice. But in that moment of stillness, just say, I have a choice. I am choosing to feel something else. Even if it's something small to start out with, like I'm choosing to sit up now. Uh, start re reclaiming back your power of choice. The entire of the universe runs on <coughs> decision, on choice. The entire of the universe. If you do not make up your mind, the universe can take no action. It is the way that works. You must, and it's not someone will choose for you. You must choose for yourself. The moment you choose for yourself, the universe can activate whatever choice it is you make. Now, um, and I give up convincing skeptics. This is just not what we do anymore. I'm glad that you. Thank you. Okay. Because a lot of empty airtime can be taken by convincing skeptics, whose yeah. job it is to be skeptic. Yeah, but it's not my job to convince. I agree. Yeah, so skeptics. But uh, uh, we were talking about something there. Um, whatever it was, a oh, choice. Everything is a choice. There is absolutely no such thing as a victim. Absolutely everybody chooses everything that happens. As a person who was shot in the head, I made the choice to be shot in the head. As the person who did the shooting, they made the decision to, they made the choice to shoot. The person that made the gun made the choice to have the experience of making the gun. 
everybody chooses everything based on choosing to have the experience. Uh, and if we can just step down from it, and the idea of not being able to recognize love is like a hide-and-seek game, so to speak. You're, in other words, the, the love is what winning if you don't recognize it. Is that the way that works? It's kind of the other way around. You're winning when you do recognize. You're not winning when you don't recognize because there's love in everything. Everything has love in it. It's the secret ingredient in the universe. Well, speaking of choice, I do remember before I was born. I, mm -hmm. I remember being about four years old, three or four, I don't remember exactly, but I was sitting in a sandbox with this other kid and I became conscious of forgetting why I came here. I knew that I had chosen my, uh, my parents being the fifth child. I remember choosing my hair color because my hair color is darker than my sibling's hair color. I just remember every little component. And I, I have an awareness of being on this big being's lap and we, before I was born. And we were going through map books. And I would open up one and I would point to something, open up another. And then eventually it was our solar system and I pointed to the Earth and then I pointed to right at the DC area. I just knew that I was coming. And in that moment that I was becoming a little bit panicked at forgetting all of that, I feel like everybody has that same moment, only I remembered it and many do not. But I, I did choose forgot. everything, I, I, mm -hmm. it, very specifically. Mm -hmm. Likewise, that experience of um, using divination, I've, do, I've done that since I was a child. I asked for the I Ching for my eighth birthday and I read all the palmistry and the Dell books on all that and I was always into this. And I remember doing some divination things from the time I was very little on up and it, you know kids, they'll say, when am I gonna die, how old will I be? And it said 36 numerous times and I didn't think much of it. And then there was a time when I was 36 and I was driving in a car and another car was passing me and there was nowhere to go and he came at me in this big GTO and was going to run into me. And I realized that in that moment, the moment got very elongated and I realized I was 36 and that was one of those choice points that I had to leave incarnation. But I made the decision to stay and in that moment the screeching stopped and the car as if picked up and floated past me like that and then we came to a rest point. So even in death, even the thing that we think, that there is no choice, there is always a choice. Um, yeah, I had a similar experience where, um, uh, living in D.C., where this car went out of control up the block and careened across two cars on the opposite side of the street and uh, headed right for me, and I would have been uh, crushed against the car door I was in, no. and I just said no. And, um, well, you obviously missed. said no when you were shot, too. Um, from, after I was dead, I said no, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. even to that point. Yeah, so, so everything saying, is our choice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the illustration there. That's definitely the point. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of places. The thing is, people are so um, refusing to make choices or so afraid of making choices. So let me just do that one for you, okay? You can make a choice and then you can make a different choice. So there is absolutely no fear involved in making choices because you can make a different choice. Yeah. People, because they have a history of every time I choose such and such, that happens. Okay, well you just told the universe that's what's going on. When I choose this, this is what happens. 
and its body of evidence thinking. It's based, it's living in the past, it's continuing the program when you have the option to change the way in which you think. And you can, you can change the outcome. You can make any decision there is, including dying, and then change your mind because we are that powerful. We are sovereign beings. We are so sovereign that we tell everything what to do. And we don't know that. And yet we keep doing it. And yet we don't know it. And yet we keep doing it. And yet we don't know it. How is this possible? Um, we can factor the gentlest factor in, which is that it's a harmony universe. And whatever harmony you give off is the harmony that comes back. So you just want to be on it that you give off a loving harmony and then that harmony comes back. It has to be and authentic and not integrity. an act. You know what I mean? I yes, just thought well, I'd put that in there. Yes, okay, and so what else? It was just a little remark about what you're saying. Yeah, About okay. the harmony you give off is the harmony that comes back, and I was just making the comment that it has to be a true harmony rather than a contrivance. Oh yeah, so That's I was all. about to explain that that is the definition of uh, integrity, of character, I know. of mm -hmm. principle. Yeah, that was the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you are uh, in, uh, in your integrity and you give off a harmony, then that comes back. Yeah, no, we agree. You cannot act it, although many people have. Well, yeah, I, I think a lot of people attempt to do that because we're taught to be personalities and um, yeah. identification on, oh, I'm the mother now or I'm the good kid or I'm the smart one or whatever and then wonder why we're doing all these actions to feed what that identity is and then nothing is, is returning in that fashion. But I would say the primary thing that is the most important thing to know about your power of choice, and it's something that has to happen first, or the choice will always be jaded or pulled to this direction or it won't be a powerful choice, and that is accepting things as they are now. Buddha says the cause of all suffering is the resistance to what is. So if you're resisting something, that's why your choice doesn't manifest immediately. But once you accept it, then your choice is free, you, your choice is free to act out because there's no resistance. There's nothing holding it back anymore. So for instance, let's say your husband just woke up this morning and said, I don't love you anymore, I'm leaving you. If you're resisting that, and tr attempting to get him to stay with you, then your choice to have him stay is not acting out, no matter how hard you try. But once you accept what is, it's already happened, he's already packed, he's gone. I'm not going to tangle with that anymore. I'm not going to hang on to his leg and beg, it, beg him to make things back the way they, they were before. I'm going to accept it as it is. Now what's my choice? My choice is I could stay in this house, I can move, I can blah, blah, blah. Then a thousand million infinite number of choices pop into your head. Yeah, we human beings tend to always be involved in either uh, allowing or manipulating. Uh, and since everything is in trinities, and I really understand trinities more and more yeah. all the time, the third is the neutral point where it is neither. Uh, no charge, a point of no charge. So um, the more you manipulate, the less you allow, and the more you allow, the less you manipulate. And the more you factor in the third, the neutral, 
uh, the more it is possible to live a life that's much closer to meditation. And uh, the more you get into meditation, the more command you have in your life. But nobody goes, you know, um, do you see that? Um, just a moment, I have to meditate. Yeah. Rather than if you hadn't meditated, it would have been, oh my God! You know, uh, pardon me, I'll just meditate on that. You can join me if you want. That's really all it takes. We've been um, teaching simply forever the off switch for the brain. Just turn the brain off. And it'll be all right because you, you won't cease to exist. Well, and you don't have to use drugs or any other thing to turn it off. Depression actually, on one level, comes to depress things. And if, if there is a depressive state, it's because it's attempting to depress an anxious state. So if you go right to the anxious state, what am I worried about, what am I upset about, that's always a brain chemistry reaction. It's a, it's a product of the brain. It's not anything outside of you. It's not in the situation. It's in your head. So gaining mastery over our thoughts is essential. And I think it's easier for some than it is for others. And so it's not um, the optimum thing for us to say, oh, that person just lets their thoughts run wild with them and uh, I'm so good, I, I don't do that. Because I have worked with enough people over my lifetime, I've seen, and I call them active mind people. Some people have a very active mind and they're very intelligent. But the left brain is constantly figuring out, attempting to solve things. And they, they could use a different technique to get into a state of meditation than people that are more right-brained, uh, naturally meditative or calm. And I am going to be uh, posting this long course on meditation that gives a lot of different types of meditations for the different types of thinkers and minds. But you're right, it's really important to get a handle on that chatter, which is really a running commentary over how you messed up the last moments, or it's a chatter over a fear of messing up the future moments, and it's not really being in the present. Yeah, the chattering mind, which is always amusing. And, you know, especially when it's your mind that's chattering, but nonetheless, it is a source of amusement. So which do you think is the more anxious state, New York or California? I haven't been to California, but I've heard kind that New York is more anxious. More anxious, yes. But you that's hearsay. That's hearsay. Call in with your answer. I guess it depends on where... Anxious state. Okay. I think it really depends on yourself because you're going to attract whatever calmness or anxiousness to you that you that's good for you to see. Well, California is bigger, but New York is definitely compact. In fact, Manhattan Island alone could be the most anxious place. But you know what? If you go visit Manhattan and have the experience I had when I was there, everybody was lovely. They helped me find the subway where I needed to go. They even rode with me and said, okay, get off with me here. They were very kind. I think the people in New York were very kind. And sure, I could sure. equally go to, go to California and just happen to hit a pocket of really irritable people. So I think it's all subjective, in other words. You're right. It's Nevada. Okay. What? Nothing in particular. So choice, your power of choice. So getting we the human race. <laughs> to recognize that our power of choice is what guides everything that happens. And we, the human race, are in a position to begin to make the choice
to live in an advanced world, to live on an advanced planet, which will have a completely different vocabulary than the one we have, a completely different way of communicating, and I don't just mean text, acronyms on text, I mean a completely different method of thought. Every language that's spoken on this planet has an individual personality, uh, just like each of us has an individual personality, so the languages have personalities. And so groups of people that speak a certain language tend to have a certain personality, as yeah, etc. Okay, so um, therefore, the more languages you might speak, the wider the range of um, well, yeah, and, and there are so thought many you can have. That's very good. Good point, Neville, because I, there I, I've heard many people say that they have difficulty translating one phrase or something, or that it's not actually in another language. And so you're learning new, complete thought patterns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very good. And even past that into mathematics, which is not necessarily past that, but that's an entirely different way to think as well. well. I would like to um, just suggest to people, think of a situation right now in your life where you feel like you don't have a choice. Maybe it's a circumstance at work, maybe it's uh, whatever it may be. Not being able to move, not being able to do something. Think of that in your mind now and see what component in it that you are resisting. Maybe you're resisting the fact that your boss gave the promotion to someone else, or you're resisting the fact that this coworker is just an uncomfortable person to be around. Whatever it is, just choose to not resist it anymore. That doesn't mean giving it permission to be there. That doesn't mean validating it or betraying yourself and taking its side. What you're doing is just acknowledging its presence. Now, after so, you have acknowledged its presence, just, just say, it is what it is. This coworker is this. My boss is that. Now, what choices do you have now within that? What you'll find is a bunch pop into your head. Now, that's how you become the master of yourself, is you start running through what it is that I have power over and act on it instead of believing in the illusion that this thing, this person, has the power to make you rendered powerless as far as decisions go in your life. Yeah. So anyway, and as of course you know, you're the only person that can render you anything. Yeah, that, that is the basis of our authority, the basis of our power, is the fact that we are the only ones that tell us to do anything, even though it looks like other people. And um, uh, choosing not to resist, uh, another technique within that is the idea of uh, sending love to it. And I'm not talking about going, oh, I love you, you know, oh. Uh, sending love to it non-verbally, okay, which is a technique Leo was talking about, which is where, and I don't know if I did this recently or not, but it's been going through my thinking. Uh, so you open the crown chakra and you import love directly into the heart. You set up the heart to the four directions. In other words, a disc spinning this way and a disc spinning that way. So you've got the two discs spinning. It, uh, so those would be the cardinal discs and then the ordinal discs, which, you know, northeast, southwest, mm -hmm. etc. the ordinal discs as well. So you get the four discs spinning, zinc, and then you put the love into this thing, and it vibrates it out like that. And then you can just give off love um, via this yeah. technique. And then you can um, 
be very much more in command than you may have been before because we're taught so many, um, what is that word, lame uh, techniques of thought on our planet. You know, as we've said for millions of years now, uh, the difference between fear and information is the level of consciousness. So anything that's upsetting you, um, therefore you've become, if it's upsetting you, one, I've become less conscious because I'm upset. Okay, well this, is, this situation has something to say that I'm resisting, so I will send love to it. And then, oh there, I'm in charge of it now. In command of it, yeah. Now well, to keep this up, to keep this in your conscious mind, to do this without, before the thing can put you to sleep. And I've said for a long time, it's specific words that put you to sleep. If you'll trigger the words to get you to wake up instead of put you to sleep, you know, or if, uh, if the one is, I'm getting so upset, oh gee, that's a language code, well, I will go ahead, uh, go ahead. Well, it is true that we have to love everything away. You cannot yeah. hate it away. It just doesn't work. Um, loving it away means you're no longer hooked into it, you've released it. And e e look at these two hooks that I'm putting my fingers as right now. I can't get those apart unless I, as my father used to say, yield in order to conquer. Love is another word for that, where you relax and you come closer to the person or closer to the thing by accepting mm -hmm. it, and then you can remove your hands from that. But it, it is a very, very crucial thing um, to be able to love it away. Something that had happened to me many years before I met you, I, I had been in a deep meditation, a healing meditation with this group, and it says, think of somebody that could use healing in your life. And I, I had plans for who I was going to picture, but for some reason this coworker popped into my head and she had been very cruel to me for no uh, obvious reason to me. I, I had not done anything. She wouldn't talk about it. And it was uh, often uncomfortable to go to work. And so her face appeared to me in this meditation. And so I said, okay, I'm open to it, there's a reason. And I, I sent this love and it felt so good to just love that situation because I knew that she represented a part of me I, I was, that was rejecting me and I had to love that part so that part could love then, then love me. So I went to work the next day and I passed her in the hall and she glared at me and put her nose in the air. And so I paused and I just went into the ladies' room and imagined this great love just washing all over her, not from this arrogant, oh, I am transcended you and I'm better than you, not from that place at all. It was from a very genuine place, knowing that she is me, that, that this thing was happening between me and me. It wasn't happening between me and anyone else. And this love poured out, and then I, I went out of the ladies' room, and she was coming back down the hall the other way, and she smiled at me, then she frowned, then she smiled, and then she frowned. It was like she was completely, utterly confused as to how to treat me from that point, because she did feel it. And when we do things like that, it does make a difference. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we are powerful, creative beings mm -hmm. that seem to forget that so easily. Remember. And then we set this, yeah, and then we set this situation up that seems to be overpowering to us. And I suppose that's out of boredom. Why exactly is that? Why do we keep forgetting this? Okay, so we are all, just to reiterate, we're all going to accept what is in our life right now. Snapshot. Mm -hmm. Whatever is, is. Don't struggle against it anymore. It already is. Now, what is your power? Now, that leads into being able to know that you can consciously choose anything. 
whatever is going on at work, you can choose to participate in it or not. Whatever is going on in your marriage, in your family, you can choose to participate. You can choose how it makes you feel. That's one of my messages on my message scroll mm -hmm. that says you can choose how you feel in this situation. Now sometimes that may be the first time anybody has ever heard that in their lives, that I can choose to be hurt here. What was that quote you said the other day? Um, who was it by? It said, um, as long as you're not taking offense, then oh. no offense has happened. Yes, there is no offense if no if, offense is taken. Yeah. yeah. Who, who was it that said that? Um, it's uh, Vulcan. I was Vulcan, reading. yeah, that's yeah. right. It was Vulcan from one of your, the sci-fi things. Yeah. 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 But I thought that Which was brilliant. very well done, yeah, because there is no offense, just people take offense. In other words, you can say, oh, that is just the most wonderful thing. And they go, how can you be so mockingly derisive of me? I, weren't you listening? I said that was a marvelous thing. Cad, bully, you know. Just, yeah, well, why are you taking offense? Well, I was brought up to take offense. Well, good offenses make good neighbors, so goodbye. Well, well no, it's very true. And it, it's, a, it's a transmutation of sorts, too. Yeah. Um, like the time when I supported my children waiting tables and some of that time it was two, two jobs, waiting tables. And so tips, waitresses and waiters or servers now is what they're called, they don't make even minimum wage. Back then I made like $1.36 an hour because they're assuming you're going to make tips. So somebody was really rude. After I gave them great service, they put down five dimes. Uh, they had $2 there, and then the one man said, it's just a waitress, and he pulls $2 and puts five dimes down, and I'm right there. And I thought, well, I can handle this in so many ways. I can chase the them, and, you know, that eats me up, too. So I said, no, I'm going to transmute this. And I took it up, and I donated it to the handicapped children's box at the register, and then said, ha, 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 I made them do something nice. And it felt so good. You see, we have so much power to choose how we react to things. And I ended up feeling good. They benefited 50 cents, the, the organization that had the box there. And they were forced into doing something nice, even though they didn't know it. So it was a win-win-win. And I feel that when you do that, the universe shifts on what it presents it to you. It absolutely does. And that is character and integrity And that's taking no principle. offense. That's, that's that making a choice. That does away with guilt, by the way. That's a technique of releasing guilt, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, quite a subject, guilt, which we can do again. We've done many shows on the subject of guilt. And uh, guilt is, believe it or not, a choice. It's nowhere close to a conscious choice. It's an unconscious choice, mm -hmm. because as soon as you're guilty, you're unconscious, and you don't see that little trip yeah, it's you know, slippery. It's, it's a slippery just slope. Bang, you're guilty. You're so we're going to throw a party and we're going to invite all the guilty people. Okay, will you be coming? I don't. I'm not asking if you're guilty or not. Would you come to a party where all the guilty people come? And you can picture this party, right? Uh, Woody Allen. And <laughs> or uh, my champagne is flat, and you know it's endless moans. Oh and gosh, did I bring the, the wrong thing? Second guessing. Nobody told me you had to dress. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, on and on and on. The guilty party where everybody's just, you know, and it, it becomes the house that it's held in becomes a black hole, literally. And it begins to suck from, you know, neighborhoods, other cars, small, uh, uh, I said, I'm in other houses, cars, 
an occasional tractor like the Halloween trailer gets sucked into yeah, this entire <laughs> black void of people's negativity. And uh, guilt is um, well, guilt's a favorite. Um, people like to be guilty because they feel they're doing something by being guilty. Well, that's that's the yeah. point about the worry is yeah. people think they're doing something about it by by worrying about it. And it was a great epiphany point for me when I realized that worrying about it wasn't doing anything about it, and I could just let it go, and the same result would happen. But but the point about guilt, I think, is it is very important. And I don't see it so much. I see it a little differently than you. I don't see it as a black hole of um, negativity <laughs> or whatever. I, I feel that guilt is something that we're trained to do and that we think being guilty makes us good people. That that's, well, that's what I was us saying. being a positive, like that's us making up for something. And that is all based, here, I'll, I'll be done in a second. That's all based in this religious thing that we are born sinners and that somehow there is something wrong with us inherently and that we have to make ourselves be more acceptable to well, a deity somewhere. That's how they got people to wear sackcloth and beat themselves with. Uh, mm -hmm. I know. Cat of nine tails. Do you realize the genetic aberration a cat of nine tails would be? But now this was based on doing something about, about not um, being good enough. And that's the basis, one of the many base eye of guilt is this idea, but none of it's true. You are fine. You're, you came here to have experience. Mm -hmm. uh, life is God experiencing. That's what it is. Anything that happens in your life any experience you have is something you chose, and you chose that experience in order to have the experience so that with that experience you could augur the evolution that that experience offers. Mm -hmm. Now, some experiences, we would feel guilty about none of them because everything is simply an experience. So once you've gotten to the point where you've had the experience and you're, you notice the evolution involved from it, which is ultimately going to be, well, one more experience, what's next? And that's basically the look at it. And that's a very advanced, very old soul uh, to recognize everything is simply an experience calm down, you know? And that's the way that works, so. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, uh, this is marvelous. The fact that we have free will and the idea that we choose everything are synonyms. That's the same thing. And I've said uh, for so long that I believe God got a bit bored with it all, so to speak, meaning that the new spark, the new inspiration was coming up, and turned over will, turned over God's will to man, and now we call that free will. So anything that happens in our life, and if you're very sharp, you can recognize that everything that happens in your life is your idea. Everything that happens is your choice. Everything that happens in your life is a decision that you've made, every bit of it, every bit of it, and there are no exceptions. And so the more we can accept that, we, the more we're in a position to be um, in charge of our life, you know, because we are. We're totally in charge of our life right now. The more we can be consciously in charge of our life, instead of what we are, which is unconsciously in charge of our life. Have you noticed that? Have you ever just woken up in a situation and gone, well, how did that happen? Yeah, 
It wasn't the alcohol, it wasn't whatever it is that got you into that state. It was a series of choices that you made. And, you, and then the, the grand excuse monger in your brain takes over and goes, well, that was because of, and then you're well, submerged in the blame game till you drown. Something I, I used to teach as part of the joy mapping um, and in other classes that I taught was a way to get people to, to list out big change points in their life. Very good. And look at how those big significant things, like to go to college here or to marry this person or whatever, to see how that was all leading you to your self, mm. essentially, and everything along the way is so necessary. And, and what you were saying earlier about judging yourself or, or feeling guilty about something, uh, I used to write letters to my future self to explain why I was doing things because I spent way too many moments in regret in my life. And I would make this choice and I would do it and then, oh no, why did I do it? And then I would beat me up, the, the me that made that choice that's from the past, until one day it occurred to me that she did not have the knowledge and the wisdom that I gained from her decision and she did the best yeah, she could, yeah. why am I beating myself up? It was so liberating, and that would be a gift I would offer to you, if you're listening or watching, mm -hmm. is to, to think along those lines. And so I started writing a letter to my future self, saying, please don't judge me for the decision to leave this job, but this is why I had to do it. And I found that all I did that was once or twice, and I never had to do it again. Yeah, the reason you beat yourself up, not you as an individual, the reason we beat ourselves up is that we're handy. We're right there. We can beat our... No, it's because inherently look. we know we're the cause of it all. Yeah, I and think. this is true. We're our own scapegoats. Yeah, and that is the self-blame game, which is the advanced version of the... The less advanced, which would it be? The advanced version of the blame game or the less advanced version? When you blame yourself for something. Are you brighter My brain's or tired. dimmer? Yeah, it is late <laughs> in the day. Somebody call in and tell it's us because really I don't want to go back there and figure that out either. You now, said there my, wouldn't be my board math. Mapping of my life doesn't work very well because uh, even as recently as last week, I have no idea of the sequence that anything happened in. I just don't. I've always been this way. I've just never particularly admitted it. But you so see, that's been a point very on easy the map for me to uh, transmute reality by changing the way I think of the past. So somehow this has been very different as incarnations go. I have no idea. I really don't. I, it's something outstanding like this shooting. The only reason I know what it was was people kept asking me when. So I repeated it enough times to get it to be a, a node, uh, not, not quite a nexus node. Yeah, and, and the growth of a matrix, but uh, not the... Uh, there's only certain things that are outstanding to me that I can map specifically in, well, in the timeline. The exercise that I was doing, it wasn't so much like mapping in order or whatever, but it, it's more like picking up breadcrumbs to lead you back home. Because in writing, they, they say, the novels that really don't get your attention are the movies where your mind wanders and everything. It's because they take you on these little side roads, these side trips. And so the, the, the concept is never introduce anything that's not 
pertinent to the plot or part of the plot. So yeah. you don't want to show them holding the key. And w once I knew this, and, and the character's holding the key, and the camera flashes to the key, I know exactly how to solve the mystery. It has to do with the key, or why are they showing me the key? Well, I realized that nothing in your life is there that is not furthering the plot of you. So it may look like you go on these side ventures or that you have these slip-ups or that you have these breakups or whatever, but the things that look like you're slammed into a wall is just your higher self, like, like we're cable cars. And we're getting a field of where our, our true consciousness would like to reside. And so we have something come to point us back. It's like a road sign. So I never see things as failures. I see them as redirections. And it will put you back closer to that source of energy, like the cable car. Pardon me, I was in a James Bond I know, Bond you movie. were somewhere else. It was a, James Bond He was movie. over here grooving out on something. Callie Savalis, Missing Earlobes, Cable Car. Yes. I'm back now. Uh, All right, so we are reminding people of their sovereignty, um, of their I have a great gift of sending you into these spirals. alternate realities. Yes, okay. yes. Of reminding people to actually know that your choice works with you. Whatever it is that's annoying you the most, choose that it doesn't annoy you. It is that simple. We've listed a thousand techniques of meditation to obviate whatever it is that's annoying us. It's just remembering to meditate. It's just being on it enough to be aware. Um, you know, uh, in the original discovery of fear, where I took a step and said, oh, I'm having a fear, and then just switched off to fear, and by the next step, there was the next fear, and I switched that off. And then the third step was, oh my God, my brain's broken. All it does is generate fear. I switched that off, and then I had to go home and sleep for 24 hours before I could get the next level up, which is fear is fiction. The thing is recognizing that you're having the fiction, mm -hmm. recognizing that it has nothing to do with what's going on. Fear is always set in the future. And it's rather boring for that reason yeah. because it's really trashing the future. There's nothing but happiness in the that moment. It's going to, uh, people keep believing the future will turn into this something dark thing. And another word for the future would be trust. The future, trust. Well, I have nothing. Yes, you have the future. Fine, I've got one thing, the future. Okay, good. And what if that isn't so good? Would you please replace the word future? with the word trust. I'm incapable of firing that many synapses at a single time. Very good. Quit then. Reincarnate. Go to another species. Go to another planet. This, this one was too much for you. Yeah? And there you go. Because we, we have to be in, in we, 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 to become advanced beings, we have to stop well, being so unadvanced. I think it's more like being reaching a potential and then until the next potential rather than yeah. advanced or not advanced because I think everything is perfect no, the word in its have own to right. Give but that away, but, but it serves here, us well if yeah. we do choose okay, to well, be advanced and stop choosing to not be Well, advanced. whatever word you'd like to use. Uh, yeah. I think advanced kind of pressures us like we're not where we're and supposed to be. But I, to I think pressure. it's growth. I think it's yeah. growth too. But oh, we're, I, I was going to give an exercise on staying in the Please moment, do. another thing. 
I have noticed, and I know Neville said years ago he read poems at this place, and he noticed that in the D.C. area there are a lot of Yang heart lines, which means they're more stuck on output and not so much the, the receptive aspect. And I have found that, too, especially in this area. Everybody reads books, and they just want to um, say all these concepts as if they're authorities and like a like we've talked about this before, because we feel that way. It's like, oh, this great knowledge. But what it's doing is it's, an, it's um, I'm not going to say crippling, but let's just say um, dampening our receptive aspect as well. So a meditation, and this is a great one because you completely leave ego identification or this need to be right or this thing where you have to be whatever it is, and it's just to listen. Now, I know we listen to people all day long, but I'm talking about really listening, as if what that person's saying, there's nothing else in the world but that. It, it involves a vulnerability of surrender, but guess what you get in replacement for that? Because when you let go of the egoic mind, you have expansiveness. So let's say you're listening to the bus driver complain about his day. I don't care what it is. Don't, don't sit there and measure it and categorize it and say, this is a negative thing. I, I want to block it from my my pristine consciousness, listen with compassion and really hear. And I think that's really how we change the world. Yeah. Because everybody's talking and nobody's really hearing anything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's not about quantity. It's about even if you only listen for five minutes out of your day, really be present in that listening. It's a wonderful meditation. I, I, I have found such expansiveness just listening to what people are, are saying and really hearing their story. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Just an idea. No, this works. It's a very good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me see. Oh, choice. Is that the subject again? It's I can your never choice. Quite remember. Whether yes. See, that is, it how is the, subject. the absolute fluid that I live in. That uh, I'll say one thing and then I just. Well, it's, it, it's a choice to be away. in the fluid sometimes and to not be in it other times. It, there's always a bigger choice with each choice, too, which is fun. I'm not pointing you out. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. could point out something about myself as well. But there's always a choice about everything. And then there's a bigger choice outside of that. It's kind of fun, too. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of naturally live in this river is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of, while we have this little pause point, Neville's going to be doing a past life thing this month. It's posted Ooh. online. I have not gotten the newsletter out. And mm -hmm. if you are not on our email list, you can join it by going to telepathictv.com. And if you are and you don't wish to be on it any longer, you can unsubscribe pretty quickly and easily. And I am starting the Tarot Practicum, which is really interesting because it's not just about memorizing what cards mean. It's about I have developed hundreds of different techniques that we can use with the cards to do self-exploration and to understand yourself. One of the segments is even about using them for dream interpretation and animal and spirit communication and various things like that. And I guess that's it for now because yeah. we're being cued for Here's the duck. The duck. And I got the word that I was talking about earlier, which is surrender. That doesn't mean give up, like in our battles where we wave the white, white flag. It just means 
accepting what is and then seeing what your power is within that. Thank you. Purification and wisdom, which I Ooh. see as synonyms, uh, which is very interesting because the wiser you are, the purer you are. And we start, it's um, one of these ironies that is afforded us on this particular mm -hmm. planet, but you start as the completely blank slate, but you start very purified. In fact, I don't think it gets a lot purer than the newborn, you know, as far as that whole thing goes. And then by the time you're the wizened old man, you've gone from purity to wisdom, and that's in a lifetime. But then again, wisdom is purity, and so you can see that as a spinning wheel of incarnation. You see what I'm saying? From purity to wisdom, and then from wisdom to purity? Yeah, that's exactly the uh, definition of this card. Is As a it, matter of fact, yeah. I mean, you've probably heard me say that a number of times, but the um, or something similar. So I think it's interesting that you're pulling that out because maybe we will draw the card tonight. But it is well, about we, uh, wisdom and innocence coming back around, living in the same place together again. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely agreed with that. Hmm. Well. Um, <clears throat> So I was um, working with someone and it occurred to me that uh, there's a few other places. I, uh, at the present time, I can take someone into their past life or into the future or into an off-planet or, or into parallel. A parallel or into the space between incarnations. And I found another place and I'll write an article on it and I'll teach it as a seminar coming up. So this is something people can look forward to. Great. Yeah. Well, this is that card because you explained it so clearly what this card means. Yeah. So I thought I would show it because it's a beautiful card to meditate with and to see. And it is about going back around the cards called innocence where you um, have gone, you have your innocence when you're young, but you don't have the wisdom yet. And so then we go through our innocence again, but it's packed with wisdom and it's a lot more exciting yeah absolutely in a lot of ways mm -hmm. yeah well um, I would say uh, since we don't have any callers for readings I thought I would just do one we well, do okay we do hi caller what's your name please hello hi what's your name my name is Inga would like to have a reading with Mary sure. okay mm -hmm. Be most happy to do that and the first card we get there is this great silence when we surrender and we're, we're not like thinking about the next thing we're going to do or say and we're just present in the moment. And sometimes that feels dangerous in our fast-paced world, but it's not really. And that's, that's where we find the true profoundness of what we're going to be stepping into next. This is talking about maybe recently or whatever, you've gone through a phase where, where or at least a time where you were getting more into meditation, maybe being near the water and that that's a good thing for you. And this, this card is about the source, being the source. We go to resources when we don't believe that we are the source. So we have to reform it out to some, some other agency outside of us. But for some reason, when I saw those two cards together, I was thinking about Florida or moving somewhere. And I don't know if you've been thinking to, about moving to a warmer climate or not, but that, that's what came up as well. And this is clinging to the past. And maybe it's clinging to the past when you lived in a warmer climate 
or whatever. And what this card is saying is let that go. Let that be a choice now for the you now. Don't attempt to go back to something. Just see where you are now. Accept that that thing from before is not here now. Now where would you like to go and go forward to this new location, or this old location, rather. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Christy. Christy. Hi. Hey, how are we doing? Hi, good, thanks. Hey. Um, and I would like a reading from Mary, please. Okay, you'd be most happy You're to came to do. the right place. <laughs> thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Okay, the first card we get, um, this is, this card is called existence, but I've always thought of it as somebody that really does well in running their own business or having their own ideas. And yes, they can work well with others, but it's almost like it's meant, they meant not to do that. They, they programmed their life or they created their life so that they could be their own boss and sit there and dictate. And it's in areas of consciousness. It's not just in some material how-to way. And you look at that, and then you look at this, and this, this energy that's carrying you toward running your own business, or whatever that may represent to you. And that child stands in the dark, afraid to take that step, because he's afraid, what if I fall flat on my face? What if I fall off a cliff? What if there's a snake? But when he did take the step, or she, the rainbow light appeared of this, this portal. And really, it's like what you were saying earlier, Neville, the decision then the universe springs forth and brings it. And so we have to clear out the fears that stop us from doing that. Now, past lives, this is what this card is. Maybe it is talking about there, there's something holding you back a little bit that could be related to a past life, which might be worth it to explore. And it, it could also be saying, look at the repetitive cycles in your life because that leaves clues as well. And that maybe you're afraid that you won't carry through with it or something like that because sometimes we have that, those cycles in our life where we get almost to our goal and we don't quite reach it. So then after a while we stop going for our goal because we think we won't go for it all the way. So looking at that cycle might be a clue too. So thank you. And we have another call. Excellent. Hi caller, what's your name please? Uh, my name is Pat. Pat, I'm a reading. Yes. Okay. Be most happy to. All right. I felt a cat around you, Pat. Are you still on the line? If yeah, not, that's okay. I don't know if you have any kitties in spirit or whatever, um, but I felt one around you really strongly, and it was very loving. Now, this is a woman who f has, through her life experiences, felt like she has to hold on to everything and, and keep things close to her chest. And one of the messages of this card is saying that it's safe to set it all down. You have talents, you have things that you don't even know about anymore. And so it's good to finish up those things that are causing you to hold, hold things too, or close to your, to your chest and lay them out on the table and just say, this is who I am. And this does look like you're finishing up one thing before you move on, whether that's a move or whatever, but I feel like it's happening in the emotional arena, like you're letting go of some past things. That's very healing for you. And this is the card that reminds us that guilt is just the fog that keeps us from seeing the wisdom in the situation. It keeps us from seeing the lesson. And I feel like you're getting that. It's not about feeling guilty, I could have done this. No matter what we do, we could always do something different. So it's a time of great self-forgiveness, and with that, I think new arenas are opening up and maybe even some conversations with people you haven't talked to in a while. So thank you. 
Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Liz. Hi, Liz. Liz. What can we do for you? I'd love a reading. Okay, oh. you'd be most happy to. And while I'm pulling these cards, if people would like to email in pictures of their palms, we'll do an all-reading show coming up. Yes. And Neville will read palms as well. Yes, scan. Okay. Just let me okay. say, scan your hand without pressing your hand onto the screen. Yeah. Just just so that he can yes, see the yeah, lines the without lines them being visible. smashed down. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a card talking about exhaustion. So perhaps you're packing too many things in your day, which I believe we all are. It's an epidemic, and one day we'll realize that this isn't the way to live, and we'll all just stop doing that. I know it seems impossible, but remember there's a choice. I just feel like it's, it's time for you to maybe not be pulling the load from the past or for other people and just get right fully into the present because those steps appear right as you are getting ready to take the step, like sweepy on the steel girders and the Popeye cartoons, that you're, you're protected, and, and you don't really have to be protected because there's nothing to protect you from, but it's just an expression to say you're being surrounded by uh, loving energies and that everything is going to be okay. Even if you've gone through quite an ordeal, it is time that things are settling down and going to be very, very serene for you. In a good way, not boring, but serene. Yeah, sounds okay. very good. And we have time for one more? Yes, one more. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Mary. My name is Dean. Hi, Dean. Dean. Have a reading? Sure. Mm -hmm. Be happy to. Okay. Let's see. Okay, the first card we get. Now, this is a card about decision, that when we don't make a decision, that's really the only quote-unquote wrong decision we can make because it keeps us stuck between these two worlds. So let's say we can't really let go of the decision, but we make one and we change jobs. And then we're looking back every five minutes saying, oh, if I was at the old job, I'd be making this by now, or I'd have this amount of leave. And we really just have to let go of that other decision. And I know it takes different people different amounts of time to do it, and they let go of it in their own unique way. But I would say find your unique way to let go of it and then let go and move on. And this is saying letting go of the past, too, so that you can see what is around you right now. I feel like there may have been something that occurred that was might be professionally related or, or even in a relationship. It doesn't matter. And it's just time to say, that's not going to happen anymore because I believe your life really has changed and it's not going to go through some of the hurdles it had gone through at one time. And this is saying the experiences you've had have taken you through the, the labyrinth of your own being and you're realizing that a lot of the things that you had in your mind that may not have worked as well for you, you're realizing were just other people's voices, other tapes in your head, attempting to get other people to feel okay and that really all, it's our obligation to the whole is, is to attend to our own things. And so I, I think it's a very spiritual time. Okay? Yeah, excellent. So we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays if you'd like to come join us, uh, which is in Fairfax Circle. And that will be, an, uh, this does have to be Thursday, the 25th of October. We're doing the bowls this month, too. And we're doing the bowls this month. And a couple of other things yeah. if they wanted to check the web. And uh, if you're out and about, do join us in a few minutes. If this is uh, Saturday, we're not there. More than likely, we could be. Or Friday morning. This is Thursday night. Right, yes, and that's important. And you can and watch the, the show crystal again. Bowls, yeah, crystal bowls are an unbelievable doorway into a more enlightened you. The 16th year of doing them, by the way. Yeah. So it's um, 
quite an important thing, actually, this idea of uh, tuning your being, uh, because we live in a world that is distinctly out of tune, but coming around, we might say. And then the, we'll be doing other things, uh, other events later on in the month. And uh, well, it was um, our joy. Come and have fun. Yeah. yeah. Check out our website. You can play my online cards, and it was mm -hmm. our joy and honor to take you to the door. Yes. So, or you can get a set. And, uh, uh, huh? What? Uh,